Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, June 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The UK wants full oversight when it comes to a high-profile £31 billion proposed telecoms merger. Online retail companies are raking in hundreds of billions of dollars because of the pandemic, and American Airlines says it will have 20,000 employees more than it needs in autumn. Plus, the coronavirus is affecting Black American workers more than their white counterparts, both financially and health-wise. I'll talk to the Economic Policy Institute's Valerie Wilson about why this is happening and what can be done to address it. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Earlier this year, Liberty Global and Telefonica struck a deal to combine their British operations, Virgin Media, and O2. And now the UK is set to ask the EU for full control over the review of the £31 billion proposed merger. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority is making the argument that the merger only affects UK customers. The CMA told the Financial Times that any review will likely finish up after the Brexit transition period, which, according to the regulator, gives it the right to review the deal. But Brussels isn't expected to let this one from its grip, according to people familiar with the European Commission's thinking. European officials have historically examined telecoms deals, and since the UK is still technically part of the EU during the transition period, it's the bloc's jurisdiction. Executives at Liberty Global and Telefonica are confident that regulators will clear the deal. They say it doesn't reduce competition, and it's in line with previous European convergence tie-ups in telecoms. Now, turning to online retail. It's no secret that e-commerce has been thriving since the start of the pandemic. When people were stuck at home during lockdowns, they ordered groceries, bought cleaning supplies, and streamed entertainment all online. Research group eMarketer says that U.S. consumers are expected to spend $710 billion online this year. That's up 18% from 2019. And it's not just spending habits that have changed. Businesses have responded to the needs of their customers, too. Almost two-thirds more digital stores were created using e-commerce platform Shopify from the beginning of March to the end of April in the previous six-week period. And while there are plenty of newcomers to the e-commerce space, coronavirus is also expected to cement the dominance of those who lead the industry. The researchers at eMarketer project that Amazon will bring home 4 bucks out of every $10 spent by American shoppers this year. And American Airlines says that come autumn, it could have over 20,000 excess employees. This comes as the pandemic has forced the company to reduce its flying schedule. Chief Executive Doug Parker and President Robert Isom said in a memo to employees that it would have an overabundance of pilots, flight attendants, airport agents, mechanics, and baggage handlers, up to 30% more than the company needs for its frontline workforce of about 80,000 people. The executive said that this did not necessarily mean furloughs, but the language is vague, saying that the company needs to, quote, right-size the team. American Airlines is one of many carriers struggling with reduced travel in the pandemic. In the second quarter of last year, its monthly cash receipts averaged a little more than $4 billion. This April, it was as low as $11 million. It bounced back up to $1 billion in June.
There was a hint of recovery in the U.S. jobs report for June. American employers added nearly 5 million new jobs last month, which brought the unemployment rate down from 13.3% to a little more than 11%. But that was based on data collected before the latest rise in coronavirus cases across the country and before lockdowns started to return. The report also showed a concerning trend. The number of workers with permanent job losses went up. And though the unemployment rate did decline across all the major worker groups, as the Labor Department puts it, the rate for black Americans is still much higher than that of white Americans. I recently spoke with economist Valerie Wilson of the Economic Policy Institute, who has found that black workers face two of what she calls the most lethal pre-existing conditions for coronavirus. We identified three main groups of workers in the COVID-19 economy. The tens of millions who have lost their jobs and face economic insecurity, but there are also those who are essential workers and have some degree of job security by being an essential a frontline worker, but also face greater health insecurity. And the third group of workers are those who are able to continue working from the safety of their homes, but Black workers are least likely to be in that last group. So you're either facing economic insecurity and or health insecurity. You know, we saw areas like New York, Los Angeles hit hard in the early weeks of the pandemic, and now infection rates are ticking back up in other U.S. cities and states. How will this make the situation worse? for Black workers? Well, the increase in cases that we're seeing now are in a number of Southern and Western states. And in fact, the majority, larger percentage of the Black population, uh, Black workers in particular, I think about 60% of the Black workforce uh, is in the South. So the fact that these states are now seeing an increase in the number of cases as they begin to open up suggest that we will continue to see rates of infection increase for African-Americans. And unfortunately, due to those underlying conditions, health conditions such as asthma, diabetes, and hypertension, we can expect to see increasing rates of death as well. Valerie, what is your policy recommendation to the current double-edged crisis? Well, I think we really need in our current situation to center and focus on the imperative of public health. That really is a priority and a prerequisite for reopening the economy more broadly and starting to get on a road back to an economic recovery. That requires that people have comprehensive health insurance with full coverage for COVID-19 testing and treatment so that they have the confidence to go out and, and seek treatment and get tested if they feel they've been exposed to the virus. But it also means that We take more concerted steps to make sure that our workplaces, schools, businesses are more secure for the people who come and work there, as well as for those who are coming in to patronize a business. Valerie, there have been a few government aid programs that are specifically meant to cushion the blow from coronavirus. Uh, What happens when those expire? I think it's important that, you know, one of the most uh, effective policy steps that has been taken uh, was to expand eligibility for unemployment insurance and to increase the amount of benefits by $600 per week. That provision expires at the end of July. And so I think it's important that before uh, we allow these important provisions that provide crucial support for folks uh, during this pandemic, before those are allowed to expire at an arbitrary date, 
that Congress put in place specific automatic tri triggers that would indicate how well the labor market uh, has sort of stabilized or recovered before those things are allowed to expire. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene, Fiona Simon, and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Amelia Mahasek, and we had help from Gavin Kalman and Michael Bruning. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.